You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 30. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. And happy Monday. So last week, the topic was part one, why is change so hard? And I was really tempted to make the title Resistance is Futile so that today's episode could be titled Resistance is Not Futile, which for those of you who are familiar with Star Trek, This is what the Borg said when they assimilated different species they encountered. Yes, I am a Star Trek fan, and you can blame my boyfriend in college for this. (laughs) Anyway, as you know, this is not the title I went with. I went with Part 2, Overcoming the Resistance to Change, just for the sake of clarity. But before I get into this, I really want to make sure we're all on the same page. So if the goal you want to achieve is losing weight and keeping it off, it's imperative that you know that the easiest, most effective way to do this is to create self-care habits. And in my experience, it's also the fastest way. So for those of you who are still tempted by diets and meal programs and other what I consider to be quick fixes, I want you to consider this. If where you are now is point A and where you want to be is point B, then the shortest distance between those two points is a straight line. Now, if you describe yourself as struggling with weight loss, then how I interpret that, what I hear is that you've tried various diets and meal plans with limited success. As in, you've lost weight, but you weren't able to keep it off. So you've been on a weight loss roller coaster. And well, have you looked at a roller coaster, right? It's not a straight line. And you know, it's not just your weight that's gone up and down, right? It's also your emotions. Think about what it felt like when you lost the weight. And then the frustration and the disappointment when you gained it back. Now, on the other hand, practicing self-care habits would mean that what you're doing now to lose weight is exactly the same thing you'll be doing to keep it off. And I say practice for a reason. It's practice, not perfection. It's about looking for ways to keep getting better and better, right? How we respond to what happens in life. So, You've also heard me talk about abundance, 
My mantra is making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. So if you're not sure you quite get this concept yet, I want you to think about the best manager or teacher you've ever had. Okay, did this person know your strengths and play to them? And when you're around this person, do you feel really good about yourself and believe in yourself? And when you're feeling this way, what were you able to accomplish? You were clearly in a state of abundance. And because contrast provides clarity, I want you to now think about your experience with the worst manager or teacher you've ever had. It wasn't very motivating, right? Think about why that is. You probably didn't feel all that good about yourself when you were around that person or what they said maybe focused on how you were not good enough for something. So did you take more action or less? Right? Were you more likely to get the results you wanted or less likely? If you're like most people I know, it was probably less. Unless you were able to reframe what you experienced with that person as inconsistent with what you believed about yourself. And this is why I keep saying the magic happens when you're in a state of abundance. It's about what you believe about yourself. So now day to day, as you struggle with weight loss, are you aware of what that little voice inside your head is saying to you? Are you even aware, right, that there's this little voice? Remember, we have somewhere around 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts going around in our head every day. So if you're not aware of them, (laughs) that's perfectly okay. The reason is because 90 to 95% of what's happening in our brain is actually at a subconscious level. So we're truly only aware of about 5% of our thoughts. Those are our conscious thoughts. And when we talk about why change is so hard and what's keeping you from putting new habits in place, do you think that the thoughts you're not even aware of are playing a role? Absolutely. It's actually those thoughts that are for all intents and purposes hidden from us right, the beliefs and opinions that we treat as facts and react to accordingly, right, it's the habits that are automatic and it's our primitive brain and our amygdala amygdala, that's keeping us safe and in our comfort zone. So let me do a quick recap of what I covered in the last episode. In the book, Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power by John Asaroff. He introduces the concept of the Frankenstein brain versus the Einstein brain. So when you look at the brain, 
we've got the basal ganglia, right? We're in like 95% of our habits reside. And then we've got the prefrontal cortex. And this is where all the planning and organizing and executive decision-making takes place, right? It's also responsible for empathy and memory and learning. And this part of the brain is far larger in human beings than in any other creature on the earth. So when we're making conscious, intentional choices, if you were to look at a brain scan, this is the part that would be lighting up. Now, if you were to look closer, you would also see that the right side of the prefrontal cortex lights up when we're responding to a fear-based trigger. Okay, Asraf calls this the Frankenstein brain. On the other hand, when we're feeling happy and creative, it's the left prefrontal cortex or Einstein brain that's lighting up. And as it turns out, our brains are pre-wired for a lot more Frankenstein brain, which is why we tend to resist change, right? This is why change is so hard. So while we're talking about Frankenstein brain and Einstein brain, we really want to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which consists of five tiers. And you've probably seen it as a pyramid with these five levels. So Starting from the bottom, we have one, physiological or survival needs. So food, water, warmth, and rest. The next level up is safety. The one after that, number three, is social. So that would be like the need for being loved and belonging and inclusion. Okay, level number four is ego. So this is about esteem, power recognition, and prestige. And number five, the tip of the pyramid is self-actualization. So you can think about this as the need for development and creativity. So the needs lower in the hierarchy have a higher priority than the ones higher up. Makes sense, right? Okay, so when you look at our brain's priorities, they map really well to Maslow's hierarchy. So priority number one is survival. If a saber-toothed tiger is chasing us, we needed to be able to live, (laughs) right? Those that could do that survived. Number two is safety. Number three is energy conservation. So think about when food was, was scarce, right? We had feast or famine. So we had to conserve energy. Number four is about feeling good. So when all the other three priorities are done, then we start seeking pleasure. So when we look at the brain, the top three motivators are all about avoiding pain. And seeking reward winds up being a lowly number four, which also matches up with Maslow's. So decision-making around survival, safety, and energy conservation, those all take place in the prefrontal cortex or 
the Frankenstein brain. While decision-making around feeling good, right, finding your happy place, take place on the left side or your Einstein brain. So when you made that decision to create some new habits, if you were to look at what part of your brain is activated, it would be the Einstein brain. But guess what? When you want to change a habit, your brain perceives what's happening as unfamiliar and unpredictable. And that creates uncertainty, which creates discomfort, which does what, right? It activates that part of your brain that's always on alert for threats to your safety and survival. It's our primitive brain that's kicking in, right? It's automatic and it causes us to react. So even just imagining a stressful situation that might take place causes the sympathetic nervous system to kick into gear. So in our body, this releases cortisol and adrenaline, right? Our heart rate goes up, our blood pressure goes up. Our primitive brain can't tell the difference between real and imagined. So change again, as we imagine that uncertainty, takes us out of our comfort zone. So our Frankenstein brain is active and it applies the brakes. And yes, this means we have a negativity bias. It's really how our species has survived. And it's why the news, frankly, is so heavy on negative stories. Because that's what gets our attention. And if you were to look at our brain and our neural pathways, there are something like five times the number of connections or pathways for negative than for positive patterns. So you're like, okay, well, maybe resistance is futile. (laughs) No, 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 no. The great news is that we can intentionally activate the Einstein brain. Because our brain and our body works together, right? That mind-body connection is real. So it's vitally important that our body's needs are being met. So when we talk about activating the Einstein brain, first thing I want you to do is think about the five key habits that I recommend. Think about how they match up with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Number one is water. So half your body weight in ounces to stay well hydrated. Number two, five servings of fruits and vegetables. And just to be clear, I'm not saying to avoid protein and healthy fats, right? Most of us are actually getting plenty of that. When you look at the stats for the U.S., the nutrient deficiencies in our population, right? So this is the vitamins and minerals that we're missing. It indicates that a big chunk of this is solved by just focusing on eating more fruits and vegetables, as opposed to taking supplements. So since our bodies also love variety, going for all the colors of the rainbow 
takes care of what each color contributes. And again, we're still better off getting those nutrients from the foods that we eat than from taking supplements. Okay. So number three in my five key habits is seven to nine hours of sleep. So again, we're going back to Maslow's most basic physiological needs. Number four, 30 minutes of mindful movement. Again, keep thinking about that mind-body connection. So we're looking at cardio, strength, and flexibility. And when I say mindful movement, I really want you to be aware of how you're feeling as you move, right? What thoughts are going through your head? And I really want you to focus on framing it in positive terms. So number five is 10 to 20 minutes of meditation. And then if we're going to add a bonus habit, that would be to make sure that you're connecting with loved ones every day, especially now with this coronavirus pandemic. I think a lot more people are feeling isolated right now. And so making that conscious effort to connect with people will be really helpful. So four of the five key habits that I recommend are about not triggering scarcity, right? Unintentionally triggering Frankenstein brain. Whereas meditation is about creating awareness of your thoughts so that you can then make more conscious intentional choices. So the five tips to activate your Einstein brain now are obviously one is meditation. So you could check out the book Bliss More by Light Watkins. I highly recommend that if you're a beginner to meditation. And there are also apps like Calm and Headspace that you can check out, right? Number two of the five tips would be relaxation. So when you are stressed, your breathing gets much more shallow. What we want to do is calm everything. So you could try something like box breathing where you inhale for four seconds, hold your lungs full for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold your lungs empty for four seconds, and repeat that for a full minute. And you can even try doing this at the top of every hour. So again, it's going to trigger your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one that's all about rest and digest. Right? It calms your mind and your body. Tip number three is practicing gratitude at the beginning of the day. So ask yourself the question, what are you most grateful for. And what you'll probably notice is that in asking the question this way, your brain will create a list of everything you're grateful for and then go searching through the list to find what you are most grateful for. Right? It creates a list so that it can sort so again, this is not about 
just finding what you're most grateful for, you end up feeling like, look at how much I actually already have. Okay, number four is to look for the lessons. So you've heard me talk about failure is just an interpretation. So when I talk about looking for lessons, I'm saying both when you get the outcomes you wanted and when you didn't. And then I want you to look at what happened and think about what you want to keep, what you want to improve, and what you want to let go. So number five is to train your brain to pay attention to the positive. So again, this is to counter that negativity bias that we have. So you might try creating your own jar of awesome. So you take a jar, label it with jar of awesome. And then at the end of every day, I want you to sit down and think of three wins. Doesn't matter if they're big or small. I want you to write them down on a small sheet of paper or piece of paper and put them in the jar. So this again is about being aware and then paying attention to the positive. And then at the end of every week, I want you to sit down and literally go through all of your wins. And notice if your brain tries to discount what you've accomplished, right? And if that happens, then I want you to practice reframing it so that, again, you're activating your brain's reward center. This will make creating those new neural pathways that we're talking about, it'll make the creation happen faster. And then the more of those that we lay, right, the faster they become automatic. So when you look at a habit, right, that's like the road that's most traveled. And when Frankenstein brain is activated, it's really like we're trying to drive fast, but we've got one foot on the brake while the other is on the gas. And remember, again, this is all about getting self-care habits to stick so that weight loss is easy and inevitable. And when you know how to activate your Einstein brain, it becomes so much easier to make those new habits stick. And as you've heard me say, when I talk about putting those five key habits in place, if any of the tips I provided to activate the Einstein brain, if any of those tips pique your interest, I want you to focus on just one of them to start. And if you feel like you're still encountering resistance, it may be due to something called confirmation bias, which I'll be delving into in a future podcast. Alrighty, so that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode and it inspired you in some way, I'd really love to hear about it. 
What was your biggest takeaway? So take a screenshot of you listening on your device, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at amy.moxyclub. Or send me a DM, right? So in the next episode, I'm excited to share that I have a special guest that will be joining me to talk about how she's applied what I've been talking about in this podcast and what her big takeaways have been. Okay, I'll wrap things up today with a quote by the Vietnamese Buddhist monk, whose name I'm probably going to butcher. (laughs) So it's Thick Nut Han, and it's awareness is like the sun. When it shines on things, they are transformed. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.